white and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 6, Episode 37. I'm Jack. I'm Adam. Adam, welcome back. Is this number two of the season, is that right? I think it's my hat-trick this season. Hat-trick? Yeah. Well, there's your hat-trick. Well, they've been ball. quite sporadic, so... Well, it's good. Always welcome. Always good for you to uh, come back on the show. Familiar fa- familiar voice, I should say. Familiar Pleased voice. to familiar be voice. Yeah. Excellent. We'll go straight into it because we've got lots to talk about today. Um, the first question, because there's been a lot of talk this week after that West Ham game which we'll come on to in a bit is are there going to be some comings and goings of players and all of this stuff which I don't particularly believe but I mean if you had to pick somebody out of the first team in the summer to get rid of who would that person or people be? Well it's a really interesting one this year because the big Premier League money this is the first real season that the the clubs will have their coffers full and be able to go out there and seriously contend for a lot of big players so obviously we expect the likes of Man City, Chelsea, Man United, even Arsenal to go out and spend some serious dough Um, and I don't think we're of course with the stadium situation we're not going to be contending for the big bucks players or necessarily need them but there will as is always in football clubs be some element of turnover I think this summer and I think if you pose the question as you have done, <laughs> um, who would you sell from the first team this summer? Ideally, no one, because yeah. I think not only have we got some great players and need more players, but there seems to be a really strong club atmosphere within the dressing room, which is important. And, and even players that we maybe think that a periphery, like the likes of Sissoko or even Jansen, they might have a real impact on the training field and and the dressing room. So I think that needs to be considered. But I think Sissoko, if it's true about it wasn't 30 million, it's 5 million a year, I think we need to ship him off. I think he's not proved very useful. Um, But also maybe loan him out. So he can gain value to sell on for a yeah, decent fee. It's a good shout. Uh, I think if he went to the French league, he'd probably perform there. Apparently, there's a few clubs that want him there, like AC Milan looking at him, Marseille looking at him. Well, the, it, the stature of the man himself—he's a big lad, and he's got international pedigree. And there's play, there's teams that will target those two elements as, yeah. as their recruitment drive for the summer. Um, it's almost like he, I think I've said this a few times on the pod. He doesn't know how big he is. Do you know what I mean? He's like yeah. six foot three, six foot four. He's absolutely built. He's rapid. You'd think that's tailor made to be a midfielder in the Premier League. Like Ma- so maybe he's had a few. Effort. Maybe he got, he got told off for bullying players, and the referees called him up on it. We don't know, but maybe. I think we've, we've also seen at Tottenham. We do give players a chance, and he's definitely been given a chance. Oh yeah. So we, you never know. He could he could turn around, but I can't see him being thirty yeah. million pounds worth of turn around. To be honest, and there's with always him. the question marks about him. Was he a potch player? Was which I sort of I don't know if he I don't know if he is it was a deadline day signing I'm not sure I guess it's one of them it was a gamble if he'd have come in and he chipped in with half a dozen goals and ten assists we'd all be saying what a brilliant gamble it was yeah there's also some international football next year so he might do well for France again and up his value you never know Um, the other one of course that we have to discuss is Walker Mm. Um, if rumours are true he's approached Poch about potential move um 
it's all the commentators seem to be talking about and questioning his every move. And part of that's going to reflect on the player, isn't he? He's going to be thinking about the rumours and the chat. So his head has been turned, I think. And by... you can see it as well because in his performances. Because I actually think this season, if we take out the last month, I think he's been quite good this year. Trippier's had an excellent season and has really pushed him. But across the whole season, I think Walker's been pretty good for us. You think back to the start of the season, we had Walker and Rose, mm. and they were like our best two players, the most important players that we had. Massive for the system of playing wing backs, and then there's all this talk in the press. Oh, he's had his head turn. He wants to leave all this, and then all of a sudden his performances completely trapped. We'll come on to West Ham in a mm. bit where we'll talk about that. But I think with Walker in particular, he's been here, he's been been there for a while, hasn't yeah. he? He's, he's a senior player now. Yeah, he won two. Didn't he won Young Player of the Year, and he's made the PFA Team of the Year again. Yeah. And when you when you when when him and Rose were in their peak this season, God. There, they was, there, flying. Was, there, yeah. there was there was no other better fullbacks in the world yeah. pairing, and they made the team. And I think with a head being turned, though, that is going to affect your game, as, as yeah. you said. And I think we've we've seen maybe being a bit more cautious, being not so bombing forward or relying on his pace, not wanting to make silly errors, which is which is part of football. And I think Trippier on the other side of it has stood up and taken his yeah, chance well hasn't brilliant. he so I think if, if we can cash in on him mm. I think we've got a ready made guy in Trippier ready to go yeah. and I think the way that we've seen our full backs have such an important place in the team we would be well placed to bring in another full back maybe a youngster um, I was looking at someone like Robertson from Hull wouldn't cost the earth but it's got real potential mm. Um, We've and got can, Carl Walker-Peters as well, just as a young player who's got on the bench a couple of times. Maybe I don't watch enough of the, you, the youth joking, team. You're Carl Walker-Peters. Walker he's the, he's the, under, well, the third-choice right-back. He plays in the reserves. Maybe he's ready to step up. We don't know. Maybe there's another Moussa Dembele out there. Well, there's quite a few Moussa Dembele. <laughs> as long as there's not another Moussa Sissoko. Yeah. That's the main thing. Well, I think yeah, the youth team and the progression for the youth team coming up is is important as part of our club and and part of the way Poch thinks yeah. as well so we've got to look at those guys I think Carter Vickers I know he's not a fullback, but he's one as well we'd expect to get a chance next year and he looks like a proper athlete as well Carter Vickers isn't he? he's like, yeah. yeah he's like was he not 19 as well 1920 he's absolutely massive you think <laughs> I wouldn't want to arm wrestle him no uh, We've had some responses. Well, so I put this question out on the Facebook page earlier. Uh, and as usual, we've had some brilliant responses come through. So I'm just going to read f a few of them out. Um, John Dawkes, friend of the show, contributes pretty much every week. Brilliant stuff. So he would sell Sissoko and he'd buy a top, top quality striker with European experience at the highest level. He's put in examples Chicharito, which would be an interesting one. Javier he Hernandez. Top, top, didn't he? So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I think we'd all have a top top quality striker with European experience, but they're it's not realistic, is it? They're hard to come. We're by. not going to get Cavani. We're not going to get um, anyone from Atletico Madrid. No. They're just they're too expensive and break the wage structure. I think this is the problem we've had the last few years. With we had a period where we used to have four strikers. It was like Keane, Berbatov, Defoe, Ben. It was brilliant. But the game's changed and we've changed, and it's hard to find a striker one that's the same level as Kane, and two that is happy to come in and be a squad player. Like if you're if you're Hernandez, why would you leave Bayer Leverkusen, where you're playing Champions League football and main man, and come to Tottenham and probably sit on the bench? It's well, it's tough. It's I, tough I wouldn't one. underestimate the pulling power of Tottenham at the moment. Mm. I think not only are we playing sexy football, um, and Poch is 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 getting gaining recognition globally, but I think 
we've been what the top point scorer in the last two yeah. seasons of Premier League. We're challenging for the title two seasons running. That doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah. And the amount of Premier League football on TV and and, and the press and the, the people will be aware of Tottenham and what's happening at mm. our club. And I think, yeah, people aren't going to go and take a, a deduction in wages, but you also never know with football. Yeah. There's a lot of games going on, especially when you look at Premier League, Champions League, all the cups. You need squad rotation and players do get a chance. And I think a second striker would get a chance. The problem would be is that Jensen would then get pushed back to yeah. third striker. Um, and does that kill his chance of being able to to find his way. Yeah. I, I like the shout of Hernandez though. He's played Premier League before, so he know it is not as if he's going to come in and he's he needs that, to the, the the key for me for anyone we bring in that's not youth and potential is they've got to have a winning mentality and a winning yeah. experience. And I think Hernandez does. He's he's won he didn't he win the Champions League with yeah. United. He's he's won pretty much everything, isn't he, really? Yeah. I think that's a good shout. Um, other stuff that's come in, so Dan Hearn, former holiday Dan, now established Dan has said, out of our main starters, I'd sell Eric Dyer as he's been the player that has looked the most suspect this season. As for players to come in, he'd buy, he'd buy Van Dijk to partner Toby and Jan at the back. I mean, I'm quite surprised to see Eric Dyer's name. There's a couple of people who have actually written in and said Eric Dyer. Like, I think he's extremely underrated in our team. Completely. And I think that's, it's a bit short-sighted because when you look at how solid we've been, we've been the best defensive yeah. team in the league this year. It was only two, three seasons ago we were shipping a lot of goals. And we've been solid. We've been solid throughout. And I think that his his flexibility to play in the back three and to, to sit in midfield next to Wanyama, I'd be interested to see the opinion of where, where for example, Dyer fit on the PFA votes. Yeah. Because I, I should imagine someone in that, of that flexibility would get quite a few votes. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to face him as a, as a no, forward. No, and I think, I think what's been hard for him this season is he's played four games as centre-off, then he's gone into midfield for a couple, then he's gone back, and he, he's not been able to get a massive amount of rhythm throughout, or it's not as if he's had 15, 20 starts where he's played centre-midfield for all of them. I think centre-midfield's probably his best position, but I think he's extremely underrated, and to have a player, like you said, that can play centre-half or centre-mid or even full-back if you're desperate. Mm. It's so important because we can set out a formation in a team. We can be playing 4-2-3-1 or whatever. You'd probably put Jan if we were desperate, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. and, and he gives us the flexibility of changing a formation in-game. Yeah. Whereas a lot of, a lot of other teams, you look at Chelsea, if, if they're going to make changes, do you know what I mean? That affects the formation because we don't have to. And Poch does it. You go to a home game and be half an hour in, it's not working, you just change your formation. Well, the Palace game, they, they switched at half-time, didn't yeah. they? And I think it, a lot of it comes down, and especially with Dyer, he stands out as one that, as we mentioned it earlier, about the, the camaraderie and the, the, yeah. team, the team aspect. And I think he's one that he doesn't kick off and moan and he does get on with his job. And he, he's got that relationship with, with Jan and Toby and uh, Wanyama that... He's there, and yeah. they can do that short pass, and, and and he'll take care of it. And that trust, that's that's um, you can't break that up yeah. because we couldn't replace him. Well, we, that's that, that was going to be my next question actually. So if you sell Eric Dyer, what do you do then? Because yeah. then you've got to go, and if you're going to go and bring in Van Dyke, who is a top player, he's going to cost you. He's a top centre back, isn't yeah, he? We, that's he's it. unproven in that midfield role, the holding role. And, and has think, he ever played in a back three? I'm. Um, I don't know. Southampton don't really play for back three, so I'm not sure. So it's not that realistic. Although he he was one, he would want, be one that would love to come and play for Tottenham. Yeah. I think the money that he's going to go for in the summer is, yeah, is out of our price range. But 
I don't know if there's been a fair bit of criticism die this season, and I, I actually think that he's going to be one of our biggest players. The next five, six years, he's only what 22, 23. He's future as well. captain material, isn't he? Yeah, and like he's cemented his place for the England team. So I, mean, I think he gets a lot of stick. I just think he's a really big player for us. He's also, and this upsets me actually. He's one of our biggest threats from corners. We should do so much better from corners. I mean, against West Ham, I think we got eight or yeah. nine, didn't we? And didn't even get a sniff, but. He's he's proven from it corners. He makes that near post run, doesn't yeah. he? Like whip the ball in. And he just runs with with a, with a purpose and with yeah. a meaning, and I think that's 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 valuable. Yeah. Um, other people that have written in, so Mark Walsh wrote in, uh, another friend of the show, contributes a lot. Um, I'll probably look to sell Walker, maybe abroad to Barn or Barso in the market, which actually links onto Gareth Davis's point as well, which said he would only sell to foreign clubs, not to rivals, which I think is a really big point, and I think that's something that Levy's learned. He might. Prove me wrong and sell Walker to City, you don't know. But when we were selling Modric, obviously Chelsea were in for him. Even when we were selling Bale, Man United were sniffing around. And I think that he's learned you can't sell to English clubs that are at a similar level to you. No, I disagree. I think money talks. And think? I think the biggest bids came from... You're talking about Real Madrid and their, their pockets are, are, are deep. Yeah. And I think if Real Madrid wants coming for Walker, then, then yeah, they'll probably... Mm usurp everyone else but I think it's Barca and Bayern are interested in the, on the continent and I, I, I just think is is Man City a ready made they need Walker they need a decent mm. English fullback and also we 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 know Carl Walker and part of the the way that he's risen I mean a lot of the Tottenham players we might say have risen their game this season and last season yeah. are playing above their average if you like and I think he he's one of those and I think we we could play on that we ever played against him we know that he likes to gamble on his pace um, and push himself forward so but yeah saying that I, I wouldn't want to play against Carl Walker he's no he is still he's still wearing a Tottenham shirt he could still be here next year so we, we don't want to mug him off too much I'd, I'd be disappointed if he went to be honest um, but we'll see um, I think he would go for I know the talk's been 35 million plus I think he would go 50 yeah um, with, with the current stature and the, the current Ability that he has and can offer a ready-made package and for he's Premier signed, League team. Is he signed till twenty twenty two? He's got a long-term deal, wasn't yeah. he? As well, he signed at the start of the season on a long-term deal. So Levy's got the the years on the contract there where he can just negotiate that, and it would be a ridiculous fee because it's it's yeah. Levy and it's a good English player, so it would be a ridiculous fee. Um, Louis Bermudez as well said, no, again another Walker one. No question, it would have to be Walker. We would get a decent amount and only take a relatively small hit of the position. I think that's a really interesting point that. He's, he's great Walker and I love him where he said there a decent amount and only take a relatively small hit of the position see for me I don't think it's a small hit of the position for us because as we said earlier the full backs for us are so crucial and you think if he goes and we've got Trippier brilliant he's been super this season but what if his form dips what if he gets injured it's still the case for me if we've got 50 mil for him we've then really got to go and spend half of that to bring someone else in I wouldn't in, say half of that but we have to spend to bring in yeah. I agree I've, I think um, there's no one of the youth team that's really standing yeah. out as a ready-made replacement. So I think we would have to bring someone in. And I think someone like Robertson from Hull or the the Cessignon from Fulham, he's another option which we could look at. I think there's there's some decent youngsters out mm. there who, I mean, he's proven with Chippier himself that you, you can be a second, second, not second string, but the second in that position at fullback at Tottenham and, and get games and progress yeah. through. So... It's all credit to the coaching as well, to be fair, because like, yeah. when we signed Trippier from Burnley, from a relegated Burnley team, I think everybody was a bit like, oh, that's a bit of a 
It's a bit of a weird one. Like you think, like, all right, fine, he'll come in and be cover. You wouldn't be thinking actually, he's now keeping Walker out of the team. He's, with people calling for him to be in the England squad. Yep. And that's purely down to the coaching that Pochettino's done. So time will tell with that. But interesting, interesting views from everyone there, though. There's interesting some... who's not on the list as well. No Nkudu, no Jansen, no Lamella. Lame... I know you're a big fan of Lamella, oh, actually, aren't Lamella, you? You love yeah. Lamella. I've, I've missed, I've missed him this year. He's a real, he's a real funny player because there's been glimpses of absolute brilliance and then but part of being a footballer has been on the pitch right and we've had him for this is his fourth season and two of them years he's not he's not played this year he didn't play in his first season either did he so part of it's being fit so you wonder what's going on behind the scenes like I, I think we would we would know more about it if there was behind the scenes mm. I think as far as warming up to the Premier League especially for a South American it, it, it takes a lot yeah um, and I think he he did he hit his stride, didn't he? He's had a couple of really good years. The start of the season, he was integral. he was playing really yeah. well as well. The main thing for me with Lamella, I mean, apart from the fact I love him and he's he's sexy football, as I've said before, no. he um, is the ability to be a first team player and the threat from the bench as well. And if he's starting, it means that there's another person on the bench who could come on and make yeah. a difference. And that Chelsea game, going back to it, the semi final, that's the thing that upset me a little bit is that we didn't have anything to bring on to change the game really yes we had some great fullbacks and defenders to bring on but they're not going to yeah. nick you a goal you forget about George Kevin and Kudu yeah. what, a player, what a player I mean he'll be uh, he'll be one surely that will get shipped out I mean we haven't really seen much of him what we have seen it's been not great no well he hasn't had a real run at it as he is no. such and I think he's, I mean, he's, he's a pace man isn't he and yeah to be a pace man, you've got to have confidence to take people on and, and, and put that ball in and get that relationship with the striker. He's not... He, even when Lamella comes back, he, that's another step down the pecking yeah. order for him. But we can have a lot of games next year. We need we need players. He's that old-fashioned winger as well, which I know we don't necessarily play with wingers, but he does bring that just complete pace. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. He's exciting. And I think the potential of him is great. It's just, I think, with the other... Clinton and G and we were burned yeah. with that one and I think it's pretty much like for like yeah, as far as so far these looks, weird wingers every summer yeah. we? I wonder who the next one will be um, would you have Zaha from Palace drop of a hat yeah you definitely totally. would I'd spend a lot of money on him as well would you because I think he's worth it he fits the bill he's young he hasn't got doesn't seem to have an attitude um, the bit I like about him he was the reason he didn't make it a man U was because he was he was boning Moyes' daughter mm. which I thought was great um, <laughs> but his Didn't Darren Bent do a similar thing at Sunderland to Steve Bruce's daughter oh, that's why he got sold. Steve Bruce's daughter looks like <laughs> she's going to be very nice hopefully she gets the, the <laughs> genes from the other side of the family <laughs> but, um, but yeah I think uh, Zaha would be a great acquisition yeah there's a lot of talk about him. There's a lot of talk about Zaha and Barkley and these kind of players oh, not Barkley please you're not a Barkley fan no I'm not he's He's been given so much opportunity to to do it at Everton, which is which is a really solid club. Great and club, they yeah. need someone in the midfield to boss it and take him to that next level. And he's he's been found wanting, if you ask me. Mm, that's interesting. He has a lot of shots, not on target. He doesn't help out really, and defensively, he's I I I, I would be upset if we signed Barkley. Yeah, I don't think he would. Interesting. Make, I'd rather have the. Um, the other Everton player who hasn't been getting in, the the ginger Irish fella, McCar- McCarthy. McCarthy, James McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. he's sort of fallen away a bit this season. He he's has, a decent but, player. Um, I know we're we're quite blessed in that centre of the yeah. field sort of workers, but he's um he's one for me to keep my eye on. 
The um, other two signings I heard of this week, which made me on. chuckle, was um, Carrick and Defoe, who are both available on free transfers. You know what? Carrick's an interesting one. Like he's still a quality player. Like he, honestly, like I, I've always rated Carrick. I've been a big fan. A lot of people says, "Oh, he just passes sideways, doesn't get goals, doesn't get assists, doesn't do much." I think he's quality. I mean, it wouldn't be my first choice to bring in, but if you could have him on a free transfer for a season. I'd be all for mm. that. A good squad player that will come in. Games where you need, especially Champions League, you need maybe a bit more control and a bit more know-how. Maybe let him do his badges here as well, that sort of thing, yeah. bring him in through. I mean, I, like I said, it wouldn't be my first choice to have Carrick, but if we signed him, I'd be like, that's a good squad addition for a season. Yep. Defoe, on the other hand, we talked about Defoe quite a lot. He's still a decent player. I'm not sure if we'd necessarily be signing him for the right reasons. I feel like, a lot of the fans want him because it's Defoe. If it was a different 34-year-old striker at Sunderland that had scored the same amount of goals he's had, I don't know if we'd be calling to sign him. I'm not imagine, sure. Imagine bringing him on, though, with 20, 10 minutes to go and you're a goal down or you're evens. I'm just... He was a great player, Defoe. It's, it would be him. a romantic buy, you're right. Yeah, it but would. When you look at who else to bring in, because we could bring Defoe in and still progress Jansen and give him the opportunities and, 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 and mm. let him grow you're starting to sound like Abbas now you want Defoe you, what do you want Sigurdsson you want Sigurdsson no as well? no no, no I don't live in the past I just, I just made me chuckle that room I don't I, believe me I wouldn't be upset if we didn't get him or yeah but Defoe it's just something about him and he's still got something to prove he's always loved by Spurs fans as well right he was, like everyone not, there's not a single Spurs fan that didn't like Defoe like, he's got big goals he was, he was a great player but oh, I don't know I'm not I'm not convinced on that one for now. But you never know. We might get desperate in the summer and you might need him. You never know. I, th- I don't think there's much difference between Defoe and Chikorito, to be honest with you. He's not the youngest player in the world. What is he, 29, 29 30? Yeah, I think the, the, we'll see. Yeah, we'll the, see. Someone like the... Uh, I'd like a young, uh, sexy Argentinian striker again to come through. That'd be nice. And, uh, you've got a thing for Argentinians, haven't you? I have, I, I have. I think <laughs> ever since there was an interview I saw, was it last week, with Poch and... Uh, Ozzy Ardiles, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, and just that to have that sort of base of Argentinians or South American flair, I, I, I quite like it. Yeah, quite like that. There we go. Um, there's also been a lot of talk with the Walker stuff, but also about Toby as well and his contract situation. And apparently, he's only I say only getting fifty-five, sixty grand a week at the minute, and we're talking about wanting to double all of that. Um, but obviously it begs the question is like how do we actually convince Daniel Levy to break his wage structure like is now the time he does it can he do it because of the stadium if he doesn't do it will he have Deli Ali, Kane Dembele Vertonghen all these players knocking on the door saying hang on a minute I'm a 40-50 million pound player Jesse Lingard's earning 100 grand a week at Man United and I'm here on 60 like what what's going on there the old green eyed monster yeah yeah I think I mean I'm not sure if we should change the wage structure I think the players are young, they haven't won anything, and the team spirit is high. So there's no real shouts to break it immediately. Yeah. I think there should be, uh, the senior players should be on the higher tier. Um, we, we, I think we Harry Kane and, and Lloris are the highest earners, yeah. aren't they? And I think the likes of Toby um, should be up there with them. Maybe even Ericsson should be up there yeah. with them. Uh, because they justify it. But I think there shouldn't be... The way I would do it would be to bring in a a massive win bonus, to be honest with you. Well, that's interesting, because 
the players must be on. So when they say Alderweireld's on 50, 60 grand, that, mu that must be like his basic. And then his bonuses, you would imagine, surely, are performance-based. Mm. And if we play one, we keep clean sheets or he does whatever's in his contract, he must then be earning 100 grand. Sure. Like, I imagine that's the way Levy works. It's like, this is your basic. You perform well, you'll get this. So if, if you play well, you're going to get the money that you and earn. And I think the structure w must be fair because the players aren't yeah. growing too much and they're signing new contracts. That's the main thing. But I think you hit it in the nail first head, that, first head, first hit, that yeah. it's the green-eyed monster, isn't yeah. it? They, they see that there's players like Otamendi for Man City who's probably earning 200, 150. Scary money for and, someone. And he's, that doesn't, but he's a South American, sexy South American, though. So he's not a sexy defender. He's, he's, not, he's not the exception. <laughs> no, but he, I, I, there's no one in the world that would take Otamendi over out of a real. No. There's not. No. I've been working on saying his work. That's good, though. Cole Woodbridge wrote in with that question, though, and said that the Woolwich wage bill was twice Spurs with Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, and Man United above that. Yet only Chelsea will finish above Spurs this season. So I guess that's your point as well. well actually. The structure we've got in place. Yeah. It's got a second in the league this season. No, it's not got us a trophy yet, but it's got us the, a really the, good the foundation. Problem, the problem comes when we ha when we bring in like a Van der Vaart, um, who is going to who's going to be who's going to be earning more money, um, who's going to be on a decent basic wage, and we have to up everyone else then. But I suppose <coughs> when we up up everyone's wages, we always sign them for another five years yeah. of a contract so there's, there's swings and roundabouts but I wouldn't want to change it too much mm. purely because I like the way the club's managed and I like the way we don't play the big wages because we don't get the prima donnas that way yeah. and I think the, the dressing room seems a, a good place I think if Carl Walker does leave I really hope that doesn't have a domino effect and Just people start say to that. look elsewhere because obviously he'd be friendly with most of the players there and if he goes to City and he's earning 200 grand a week you'd think he'll be saying uh, lads, I'm earning double what I was earning at Spurs here, and whether or not that will affect other players, I don't know. That no. could be complete rubbish. You don't know, and you you hope that the players. Well, you start. At Spurs you naturally start to. It's like in real life, isn't it? If yeah. someone leaves for more money, you start to think, oh, what what could I get? What what, yeah. what what could I do? And I think as long as the players are still committed to the cause and and committed to the dressing room and the manager, I think we'll be all right. Mm. But I, it, it is a tricky one. Yeah, because you could cash out and go and, and, and these it's their living at the end of the day yeah football's we have we look at it with rose tinted glasses and we we all want them to stay at Spurs yeah. and win big things and stay together but if you've got the opportunity to double triple your wages then and a footballer's career is short as well isn't it if you start at 21 you've got 15 years like versus a normal job yeah. where we work our whole lives it's a lot different it's interesting I think what you were saying as well about we don't pay the big wages, we don't get the prima donnas. Maybe that's why we don't have dressing room mutinies on our hands and why we there doesn't seem to be any players in the squad that don't want to work. Yeah. I feel like if we'd have signed Berahino when, when we were rumoured to be talk, talking to him and it was 100 grand a week and all that, is someone on that wage going to come in and want to work? Maybe they won't. Maybe they will, but... Well, I think the wages would probably talk because he would have yeah. come in and fit in with our wage structure, Berahino. Yeah. But... But you're right. We need we, that, and Poch has that at his centre as well, doesn't he? I think he's he's always about the team. He never yeah. he never singles out players, or doesn't doesn't tend to single out players. He's very much about the unit, and I think that's 
something we've got to stick with and yeah. we've, got, we've got to keep that strong because especially next year when we haven't got the comfort blanket of White Hart Lane we've, we've got a, a challenge on our hands with, what are your Wembley. thoughts on Wembley are you optimistic going into it or are you maybe we shouldn't be playing there well I mean you know I, mean, I like to try and look on the the, the optimism side of things <laughs> but uh, I th- what, what's been really positive this year has been our away form the last two seasons our away form uh, so we've got the ability to to win home and away which is great and I think we need to carry that on to Wembley yeah. I think it's down to us as the fan we've got great fans we make a lot of noise we get behind the team and we'll do so at Wembley the atmosphere will be strong yeah. um, and it, I think it has been this season we've talked about Wembley quite a lot this year and I, for the Champions League games I went to it was a good atmosphere the cup game against Chelsea it was good we just I think maybe it could be on a negative side of it there it is, is. If, you, there if, you, it if, is. if you look at like our, our semi-final record was it we've, we've won one of nine yeah, last semi-finals eight losses in a row and we've got this that. awful record at Wembley maybe the players do get a bit rabbit in the headlights and their and their confidence is gradually building we would hope to be able to step out on Wembley and say right I'm going to beat whoever you are whoever you put in yeah. front of me I'm going to do it which that team under Harry um, we had that great run in the Champions yeah. League they had that they had that belief of well, you can score two, but I'm going to score three. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that will come with time and experience yeah. in the dressing room. I'd like to see see someone like Loris step up and be the captain we all want him to be. Um, he, that's he, a big statement. He's the right man. Are you not? Are you not sold on Hugo? I love Hugo Lloris. I wouldn't want any other keeper. Um, as a captain, I'd like to see him. Leave from the front a bit more. Mm. I'd like to see. We 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 have got we've got out of dodge a few times this season where we've relied on last minute goals or last ten minute goals, which is fine, and that's all about team spirit and, yeah. and finding it. And we we have found it, but I don't know. I'd just like to see him be a bit more vocal, a bit mm. more, a bit more chatty. Um, and I also find I don't. I'm not a big fan of goalkeepers being the captain because they're right back in goal. To be honest with you, you know what? You're not the first person to say. I know a few people that are always like, "How can a keeper as captain influence the game?" If yeah. There's a decision up the other end of the pitch. What it's funny because I was captain and I was a goalkeeper, but um, oh, I had a very large voice, so <laughs> I, I, people, people could hear me wherever they were. Believe me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I also think you, you talked about Toby and, and maybe he's a bit worried about his wages. I think. He, him or Jan could take the captaincy quite easily interesting yeah I, I, it's I, hard to switch it though isn't it because I don't know if you can can you can you can you take the captaincy off someone I just don't like it being the goalkeeper yeah. and I think a goalkeeper's got enough pressure on his shoulders let alone being the captain mm. and especially captain of France as well but anyway he's, he's our captain we stick behind him we, we, and, and, that's and, an interesting view though like, we trust. That, that's enough. I've heard a few people say they don't like captains as keepers but Adam Tinder wants to strip Loris of his of the armband. Bold. Um, another question we've had come in again from established Dan. So, if you could have any celebration at White Hart Lane this Sunday, what would you have? So, obviously, it's the last match ever at White Hart Lane. And Dan said he would have liked to have seen Adele, a local Tottenham girl and supporter, to lead a rendition of Glory, Glory, Hallelujah. And of course, all the old players on the pitch chatting to them about their favourite memories and video montages, famous moments at the lane, and players that are no longer with us. I mean, that would be great. Imagine Adele about, coming about Adele and Chaz and Dave Well, together. I was going to say that. <laughs> there was some talk, wasn't there? I saw there's been a bit of stuff on Twitter and that Chaz and Dave are going to be there on Sunday. Whether or not they're going to perform, I'm not sure if that's if that will happen. But they're definitely going to be there, which is great. 
Well, it's, it's two, for me, there's two views on it. I mean, yes, we need to celebrate White Hart Lane, the great ground it's been in the history of, of Tottenham. But I think it's a real opportunity. The fact that the stadium is being built in the same location, I think it's a real opportunity to focus on the present as well and have a lot of focus on the players of now. Um, Poch bringing the girls, bringing the youth teams. Just have a real real shout out about how well we're doing yeah. and, and, and a boost the comp. But you've got to you've got to address the, the past oh, magic yeah. at the lane and Bill Nix and, and they're normally quite good Spurs for making those videos and showing all the best clips. And yeah. there's apparently there's been eighty legends that have been invited to the game, so there'll be loads of them on the pitch. Yeah. Sol Campbell left out. Brilliant. Unsurprisingly. Um, of that list, but it, it'll be it'll be a brilliant. Because I, I watched um I watched on TV the West Ham one last season when they they, they left up to yeah. park and I had a load of bad press about it saying it was cheesy and it was yeah. too many laser shows. I thought it was great, yeah. and everyone I'd spoke to who went there as, as Hammers fans they they loved it because mm. it it did just celebrate being West Ham and blowing bubbles. And I think there's a lot to celebrate about Tottenham, especially yeah. at the moment. And I think this is and I, the the old players they are going to have utmost respect for the, the current team. And, the, and if you're sitting there as Harry Kane and you so, see someone like Jimmy Greaves come out and say, I think Harry Kane's the best thing that's ever happened to mm. Tottenham Hotspur, your confidence yeah, is oh, going to yeah. skyrocket. Yeah. So I think it's a real opportunity. And I think, well, I, just, I hope we do Man United first yeah. to start with. I know you could come on to it. But yeah, we need to celebrate the past. But let's let's keep a real focus on Poch and the first team at the centre of what we're doing. I like that. And you, you spoke about West Ham a minute ago, which does bring us on to what happened on Friday night. I mean, I don't want to spend too long talking about this because there there's been a, there's been loads of massive inquests I've seen on Twitter and all this nonsense about Spurs have crumbled again and all this garbage. And there's been a lot of Spurs fans biting on that on, on social media. Mm. And you sort of, you have to accept that you've got to enjoy your moment when, when it's good and the nature of derbies when you lose you're going to get a lot of stick yeah. it's just pass would, you are, would you rather have lost our winning run to Arsenal or to West Ham well, that's it. I would much rather have lost to West Ham yeah. definitely having said that if you're looking at it just from a team perspective what the West Ham team versus we should be winning that game comfortably however the last three games we've played against West Ham they have caused us real problems yeah. I mean they beat us on Friday we beat them at the lane 3-2, but we really got out of jail with that game. We, we sort of beat ourselves on Friday a little bit, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, winning runs are always going to come to an end, and we're not going to win every game, but we should have beaten West Ham. And they are, for the fans especially, we hate West Ham. Yeah. We hate their fans. I hate their club. I hate their strip. Everything about them. I hate the fact they took the Olympic Stadium. I just... yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hate their management. I hate their. I like Billich. Don't get me wrong, I like Billich, but to lose to them, especially the fact that I know we get jip about making DVDs, but they make T-shirts, don't they? Yeah, I think the most frustrating thing for me was just the manner that we lost because it was, it was everything that that this Spurs team's no longer about was what we showed on Friday, and that you can, you can concede the, a, a sloppy goal like we did it was one and West Ham basically set out for nil-nil and were like we'll try and nick Sank on the break from a set piece and they got their game plan right but yeah. the frustrating thing for me was with sort of half an hour to go we just started hitting these long balls and you're thinking we this is not us like we don't we don't create chances like this you plan against they, 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 there was a lot of play around the box the front of the box there was a lot of uh, of Deli Alley working his doing his little twists and turns yeah. and one-twos going on and Ericsson trying to put that through ball through. So we're still trying and we're still doing well. But they 
they were doing a Chelsea, really, weren't they? They parked the bus. And yeah. I think fair dues to them. I, I would have done it if, yeah. if I was them. And I think that it played off as a game plan. They, they defended, they've got some really solid central defenders and they defended with a lot of heart and determination. So they earned their victory. We didn't throw it away. It wasn't Spursy. It was, it was, it was, a, it was an earned West Ham victory. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I sort of agree with you, to be we, honest. We, it was one of them. We had two or three chances that were good saves or, or deflected and it, it could have quite easily gone the other way. It's not one that 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 I'm going to dwell on too much. And what what I really liked about it was was Poch's angry face afterwards because it was almost like he he was waiting for an opportunity to have a dig at the players and give them a roasting because they've been floating along yeah. on this nice nine game winning streak and it's, you don't want to, you don't want them to be all um, take for granted how good they are or where they are in the yeah. league. You need to bring them down now and again and say, look, this is what happened last season. We don't want it to happen again. We're, we're we're good, but we've got ways of improving. We've got a lot of improvement to do, and we've got to we've got to work hard every game. And I think they 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 would have got a good roast in this week oh, on the definitely. training ground. And definitely. I think there, there's it, it's needed. It, and, and Poch Poch would have said it straight. I mean, Poch we trust, and I, th- I think he would. Uh, he'd be. Uh, I think he's the sort of manager that would be a bit anxious with a long winning streak like that because. It's going to end some point, so yeah. it's not now we can build it again and we can start again. And we have we have been, just for some perspective, we're second in the league and we've been on an amazing run. So I'll just go back the last few games. So we had the 1-0 loss against West Ham. We beat Arsenal at home 2-0. We beat Palace away 1-0. Beat Bournemouth at home 4-0. Beat Watford at home 4-0. Swansea away 3-1. Burnley away 2-0. Southampton at home 2-1. Everton at home 3-2. And Stoke at home 4-0. And then was the 2-0 loss to Liverpool. And that was on the 11th of February. Mm. So, I mean, since the loss to United, the away loss, which is the 11th of December, we've lost two games in the league. Yeah. Like, and I know it's frust- it always frustrating to lose a derby, but perspective-wise, it's, I mean, we can hardly complain. Like, and it, it, it's frustrating because I, I don't think I ever really believed this season we could win the league. I did believe it for a bit last year. But this season... I, I thought we were a little bit too far behind. But it would have been nice to have just put that little bit more pressure on. Because what worries me is that we're second in the league. We're mathematically the worst we can finish is third. So we're in the Champions League group stage. What worries me is that maybe we take our foot off the gas the last three games and have a couple of losses or only take a point. That's the only thing that worries me. And I hope that that doesn't happen. And hopefully Sunday we bounce back into United and get a good result. But that's my only slight concern. That well, well, Sunday's the perfect pick-me-up, isn't it? If the players don't rise to the occasion of the last game at White Hart Lane, then they're, they're, they're doing something yeah. wrong. And Poch, as I say, would have given a right roast in this week. Yeah. They'll be they'll come out firing. I hope no one gets sent off because they're too fired up. But mm. they're, um, They'll be doing a lot of running on the training ground, I'd imagine, this week as well. We'd have just punished them and just... Oh, you go. Beasting. But also finishing because we... We do get a lot of chances. We do create a lot of chances. We score a lot of chances. Yeah. But Harry Kane would have been the first one on the training pitch on, on Monday and would have said, look, I want golden boot again. I want to break Alan Shearer's record. I'm not going to do it if you don't give me the ball. Yeah. So we, we need players like him to be our figureheads and leave from the front. And, and that'll be right. And Toby and Jan will be saying, look, we've got a great defensive record this year. We don't want to ruin that and throw it away. I know it was only 1-0, but... Want more clean sheets? Yeah. Let's get those bonus packets up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll move on now, actually. So we've talked about the games to the 
real or fake feature. So you're going to be Abbas this week because he's not here. He's swanning off in Italy somewhere. There's no need to insult me. Um, <laughs> but this week's a real fake. The theme's animals. So if anybody does have any suggestions for what they want the theme for real fake to be... I enjoyed the last one, actually, with the rude names. Which was the funny plan. I was, I was sitting on the train and laughing out loud. Wayne Wankling. Actually, yeah. It was a play for Reading. I, I got none of them right, but I enjoyed playing the game. So um, I'm looking forward to this one. So this, is, so this is animals. So I've got ten animals. Five are real, five are fake. I'm going to read them out in a random order. And all you've got to do is tell me whether or not you think they're real or you think they're fake. So the first one is a pink fairy armadillo. Pardon? A pink fairy armadillo. So first name is Pink Fairy and surname. No, no, no. Is so these are all animals. They're not names. They're just. I'm not footballers. No, it's nothing to do with I was going to say that'd be a ridiculous name football. for a footballer, wouldn't <laughs> it? <laughs> Number nine, Pink Fairy armadillo. That'd be brilliant. <sighs> so yeah, Liverpool, that, wouldn't it? Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that a real animal? or Is that a fake animal? Uh, that is a fake animal. It's a fake animal. You've gone fake for that one. A chicken turtle. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go real. You're going to go real, yeah. real with that one? All right, it's gone real with that one. Third one is a long feathered dup sauce. Dup sauce. Dup sauce. D U P S O S. The old dup sauce comes a out. A long of the wood. feathered dup sauce. Yes, true. Are you going to go real? Yeah. Okay. A blobfish. Real. I think they're all real, which is bad. Come on, someone's got to be false. Uh, next up, we've got an analoud. False. False. You're killing the game. It's real or fake? Fake. Um, <laughs> a freshwater magas. Oh, so different to the old seawater <laughs> yeah, magas. Yeah. Freshwater magas. The, I think the gas is strong, so I'm going to go true. You're going to go true there. Real. 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 <laughs> a goblin shark. A goblin shark? Goblin shark. Because he eats too much, he's goblin all the time. <laughs> there you go. False. I'm quite good with me sharks, so false. I'm going to say false. Okay. Fake. This is brilliant, by the way. Um, a red-tailed mongety. Oh, definitely Real. Definitely real. I think I've seen one. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. <laughs> Down Croydon High Street. <laughs> this is amazing. I can't wait to go through these. Um, a Pelora. A Pelora? Pelora. P-E-L-O-R-A. Pelora. Freshwater or seawater? Just your classic Pelora. <laughs> is it number 17 on the old menu? The Italian, <laughs> isn't it? Pelora with chips, please. Um, uh, it's got to be true. It sounds true. real. It sounds real, real, doesn't it? And then the last one. A hummingbird hawk moth. Yes, real. That's that. They're you quite seem big. Convinced yeah, of that. Yeah. Okay. So I've got ten, and you've you've got one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> you've gone seven real. All oh, right. So I need to pull pull so two reels out, do I? The the ones that you've got real so far are chicken turtle. That's not gonna be real. Let's take that one out. You want to change that one to yeah. false? I'm gonna keep the blobfish. I like that. The blobfish. Keep the blobfish. You've got a long feathered duck sauce as real. What other ones? <laughs> You've also got a fresh-watered magas as real. No, because I think that's a sea creature, so let's, let's take the magas out as, as fake. So you want the magas to be a fake? Yeah. So well, I don't really care, but I'm just playing a game. Two. So that's, f that's five apiece now. All right, rock and roll. So this is answer time. So the first one, a pink fairy armadillo. 
you said was fake. That is real. That is a real animal. So that's one point. One point to me. Uh, the second one is a chicken turtle, which yep. you said was fake. That is also real. Oh no! <laughs> There's a pattern occurring here. Third one, which is a long feathered duck sauce, which you said was real. That is fake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is amazing. Um, the next one was a blobfish, which you said... I'm quite confident on this one. You said that was real. That is real. Yeah. So well done. Blobberoonie. Yeah, the old blobberoonie. Um, an analoud, you said was fake, and it is fake. So well done on that one. The fresh-watered magas, which you did have as real, but changed to fake. Yeah. was a wise decision, because oh. it is fake. So well done. A, the next one was goblin shark which you had as fake, and you also said, that's definitely fake, I know my sharks. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. Oh! <laughs> Amazing. Uh, we then had the red... It doesn't sound very frightening, though, does a it? Goblin a, a goblin shark. You wouldn't see it, would you? Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you see it? Oh, tiny. Goblins can be big. Can like, they? Yeah, the Game of Thrones, he's quite big, isn't he? You wouldn't mess with him, would you? No. Uh, the next one was a red-tailed mongatee. Yeah, definitely real. Which you, well, you're very certain with real. That's fake. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're watching too much Harry Potter or something. That's where I get these from. Uh, we then had a Pelora, which you said was real. And obviously that's fake as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm getting the pattern here. <laughs> and then the final one, a hummingbird hawk moth, which you went, real, that's definitely real. I think, yeah. I think I've seen one of them. That is real. Yeah. So in grand total, you got not many. One, two... Three. Three out of ten. Not bad. I'll take that. Not bad. I mean, Abbas did great last week. I think he scored, or the week before, I think he scored eight on the funny football Oh, round. I was so too busy laughing. Well. That was a good one. Well. That was good. So, anyone that's got any themes that they want for the real fake, let me know. And also write in if, if you've got a, a theme and you've got some fake and some So, how did you, did you make those names made up? up? Yeah. Just made them up. You confused me, obviously. <laughs> well done. <laughs> My particular favourite Did one. you just Google weird named animals? Uh, I partly did that and then just took sort of a few from both. But the uh, the freshwater magas was a particular highlight of mine. Yeah. Was um, Spurs Ladies Update. Back onto some serious, some serious podcast stuff now. Um, so they... Well, it's been an amazing season for them. Those that have listened to when I got to speak to Josie Green earlier in the season, that was a great show. If you haven't, go back on our SoundCloud page and you can find that episode because that's a brilliant insight into the girls' team and girls' football in general. But they've now won this season the League Cup, the FA Women's Premier League South title and the Bow Avenue Cup. So they secured a really, really famous treble, which was amazing. They had the League Cup final at the weekend against Cholton, which was 0-0 and went all the way through to penalties and they won 4-3 on pens. So, Go on the girls. Amazing. And what a season. Winning the treble was absolutely fantastic. They played some brilliant football as well. So it, it's been great. What a, what a season. Imagine that. At the start Those of the girls as well, up. they'll probably be able to... On, on Sunday with the Man United game, I just imagine they'll give them a chance to bring out the trophies at yeah, either at half-time or that, start before the game. That, they? Um, it, it's amazing. It, it's fantastic stuff. I was at the final, well, the game where they won the Premier League uh, against West Ham, which they played at Wild Lane, which they won 4-0. That was, that was fantastic. So, what an amazing season for the so girls. So, do they go up to the, to the big boy league, I the think, big girl league I now? think they're one below that still. Okay. I think I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Um, but it's great, it's progression. I mean, mm. most of, well, all of them, all of the girls in that team, none of them are full-time pros. So to be able to even be mixing it sort of with Brilliant. some bigger full-time pro teams is 
absolutely fantastic. And hopefully, there'll be a bit more money in it for him next season as well. Maybe some of them can go full-time. That'd be, that'd be amazing. But great stuff there. Um, Man United, which I know we've touched upon. Are you confident going into this game at the weekend? I'm a bit... <sighs> I'm a bit nervous because of the nature of it being Man United at home. I've, I've, I've been following Spurs long enough to know about the voodoo against yeah. Man United at our place. Um, but this is a, a good a time as ever. To Everything's in our favour, which also makes me a bit nervous. It's the bounce-back game after yeah. losing to West Ham. It's the last game at the lane. They're not really putting much... Importance on the league. Have they got Europa League? They've got their semi-finals on Thursday. So you'd think um, they'd be a weaker team. And if they, they win that, then obviously they've got the final to look forward to, and they're they're one goal up away from home with that. So you, it's lining leading yeah. up towards that. So yes, but the mind games Mourinho might play, yeah. and he might get some youngsters out to to prove himself. So it's. It's, it's never going to be an easy game against Man United. I mean, they've or got Mourinho. The way we've always found it tough against any Mourinho team, yeah. it's difficult. It's Eleven men behind the ball, but we're capable of beating anyone this year. Yeah, and, I agree with that. And I think the players, like we said earlier, they would have got a right roasting this week. And that I think you'll see a, re- a, a record amount of chances against Man United by us. Not not a record amount of chances yeah, by yeah, us, yeah. but against Man United. Um, I think. Deli Ali will really fancy it because I, I think he used to used to like Man United as a kid or something I read. But he's um, he's had a great season. He won't want to be remembered by falling into obscurity. Harry Kane's up for the Golden Boot. Is he four behind Lukaku? Four, is that right? I believe you're right. Four behind Lukaku. Yeah. So he could do it. You never know. And it, there's nothing else in his mind really, yeah. and and then nothing, nothing else should be in his mind. Yeah. If he scores goals, we'll win. Yeah. This is plain as that. That's amazing as well. It's four goals behind Lukaku, and the amount of games he's missed as well this season through injury. Has he missed seven, eight games? Well, has this he played year? a full season the last three years? I don't think he? he has. No, he's, and he still won the Golden Boot last yeah. year with not doing it. But yeah, I, 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 I fancy it. it's going to be such a great game to watch. Yeah, so, such a good atmosphere. So a point mathematically gets a second. <laughs> so if I put a point on the table now, would you take it? No. Or would you, no, you want no, to go no. out last game? Totally. Totally, and I think um, I hope Man United don't remember the game against West Ham they had when they left Upton Park because I believe they went one nil up and then lost two one. Was it three to? Ham. Yeah, I remember they Although come back went, West Ham. Yeah, they might they have been came back and scored two goals. I remember. Yeah, you're right. So hopefully that won't history will repeat itself. Yeah, and they won't. It would just be so great for all the, the fans that have been going over White Lane fifty years to. Do you know what I mean the last? I mean, the last season at White Hart Lane unbeaten as well. That'd be fan- what a way to go out. That'd yeah. be not a single loss. What's your prediction for that game? I, I, I think we'll win strongly. I think three 0 was my prediction. Yeah, it was three 0 last year as well, weren't it? Because yep. we had the was it the mad six minutes or whatever yeah. when it was was it Ali Alderweireld Lamella? I think in that order we scored three goals pretty quickly. Brilliant and just taunting them. That was that was great fun. Fingers crossed for that. Um, is yeah, Danny Rose going to be back this week? Well, there's been a bit of talk about him because he's returned to first team training. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether or not he's he'll Because he's poor, poor Davis. He's, he's, he's had a good stint and he's looked good. He's been great. He's been solid. But Danny Rose walks straight back in. Yeah, he does. It's just it's Danny does. Rose, isn't it? And especially if Walker is getting his head turned, we need to keep Danny Rose on the straight and Yeah. I think what Davis has proved this season is that when Rose has gone... 
But if if we lose him next season for injury or whatever or form, we don't have to worry. Because yeah. he's come in Davis and he's been he's been excellent. First couple of games a little bit shaky, but on the whole he's been he's been excellent. Like you can't really ask much more for a I don't want to say an understudy left back because he's probably too good to it's, be called it's an a understudy. Statement for you. He reminds me of a Corluca with a little bit of pace. Oh. I saw Corluca do an overlap once, and it was one of the strangest things I've Are ever seen. Are you sure you weren't either asleep or an accident? It was one of the strangest things. And he wasn't a sexy South American doing it either. He was just a cravat. So it was brilliant and fantastic. Fingers crossed for that United game, though. Like I said, it'd be, it'd be brilliant. What was your prediction? We, I think it'd be quite tight. I could see it being a 1-0. I think Mourinho will get a lot of men behind the ball, and even if we go in front, they won't come out until the final sort of 15 minutes yeah but look at the men you've got behind the ball there's nothing really there yeah. that's frightening I don't know I just I think Phil, bit, Phil Jones at left back oh, he's going to get <sighs> roasted I just think I'm a bit like you and like, I think I've only ever seen us beat Man United once yeah. and so it's like Rooney does worry me a little bit because he steps up against us and he's always got something to prove when he plays as well Rooney because he's been in out of the team a lot when he does put but him he's in play, he's like, not even playing as a forward anymore is he he's, nah. he's literally a holding midfielder but we'll see about that game. But fingers crossed we Hopefully can get Hopefully Wanyama will get him sent off so he can wind him up a yeah. little bit. Actually, Wanyama. So there's a lot, of, like a lot of people say he's player of the season so far. Who's your player of the season? Is it Wanyama? Uh, I'd probably say Toby because I think the defence has made us this year. And mm. the solid defence gives us the ability. Wanyama's a big part of that because of the role he plays. But I wouldn't rate Wanyama ahead of Dyer this season. I think they've both been as important. And I think um, the fullbacks, you'd have to look at them as again. Mm. If they hadn't been so injured or yeah. or in and out of the team. But I think, yeah, that's why I'll give it to Toby, my, mm. my player of the year this that's year. That's interesting. I or Deli Alley, of course, yeah, he's been amazing. I think Vertonghen as well has been outstanding this season. I think this yeah. has been his best year. Because like, Toby's been like Toby's a quality centre-half. But he was injured for a fair bit as well, weren't he, at the start of the season. And we've, we've had Jan in there and it's just... Been no Super problem Jan. at all. Yeah, he's and looked good. He looks amazing in that back for Eva Tonkin as well because he has the freedom. If you've got the ball, you can move into midfield. He used with to it. score a bit more. He doesn't score as he much scored, as he used to. I think it was his stat. He hasn't scored since 2000. Because we all have his celebration, didn't we? So he's not. Yeah, he's, he's had a few pops the last few games I've seen, but nothing. He was unlucky against Arsenal with that curly. Now, what check tipped over? I think that was at 2 0 when he whipped one from the edge of the box. Yeah. I suppose that's save. the beauty of those games when you are 2 3 0 up is that. You have a tog and can push up and have a yeah, smack. Exactly. If you'd done that against West Ham, we might have had a bit more of yeah. a whinge. But you know, I'd, I'd probably save a tog just for the consistency. Ericsson as well, he's got to be up there. There's he's, a case for all of them, isn't yeah, there? That's totally. what's so good. I think we've had this debate probably the last two seasons. There's a case for every single player, even Hugo. Just again, for yeah. just he's, he's played near on every game. He's been brilliant. Kane, the amount of goals he's got. There, there is a case for every single player. But we'll we'll do the. In-depth player awards when the uh, when the season's finished. So that's a good episode to look forward to. But yep, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we win against United. See off the final ever game at White Hot Lane with a victory. But remember, whatever happens, future's bright. Future's Lily White. Come on, you Spurs. Aussies knees have gone all trembly And a Tim requires assembly Danny Montflower Local boy Ledley King Greavesy scoring everything Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle Lee Young-Kyo Kate 
Casey Keller, USA, Woodgate is not fit to play. Tramatini, Cudicini, Freddy Canute. Gary Mavitt in Chilin. Sergi Rebra for the win. Run for me, Nick on me, 4-3 Stout Terry. Heroes in white and blue. We've all loved you since 1882. Even when I'm feeling grey. Despite the tears and pain, I go to White Hart Lane. Lineker playing fair. Modric here, there, everywhere. Pat Jennings, luscious hair. Super Vertonghen. Abiyachenko, number nine. Nine from the halfway line. Villas running 81. Under Twin Towers. Daniel Levy's transfer steals. Harry Redknapp steals on wheels. Legend Steve Perryman, MBE. Hugo Loris clean sheet. Ball at Stefan Dalmatti. I'm playing at White Hart Lane, Nicola Bertie. Heroes in white and blue. This one's for Billy Nick, his football did the trick. He showed the world what Spurs could do. The League and Cup we won in 1961. Aaron Lennon's line green shoes. Gareth Bailey used to lose. Alan Hart and we all knew his passport said to Spain. Berbatov, turn and strop. Party saving from the spot. Beat Chelsea at Wembley, we lifted the League Cup. Maradona is a spur. We're the football connoisseurs. Chaz and Dave's Cockney raves. Chubby the cockerel. Mendes shoots from halfway. Carol fumbling the same. Clattenburg. Waterberg doesn't give the goal. Abizela's work of art. Tricky Rafa van der Vaart. He's got no head, but we don't care. Martin, Martin, yo. Lily White's from White Hart Lane. Reto Ziegler sounded just like Ziga. Getting to the grounds of pain. Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy into Equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel act Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, Don't Come Back And Asimovic Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardlister's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco He's linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Sakura and we dropped Zamora Spurs make my dark days bright But it makes me sad the Steagall was so bad Robbie Keane in the box Edgar David, Dreadlocks, Palacios, Stripey Socks, Everson Hattrick, Dave Mackay picking fights, European Glory Knights, Terry Dyson go on my son, Cliff Jones on the wing. Dean Richards, John White, Legendary Lily White, How dare S for kick, Who dare is to do? Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Allen Gilsey. Lily White from White on Lane. the Bentley's free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your ass. Liam Walker's page three go. Gus Poyet, free kick Gomez made super saves, he can shake my wife. Edrington loved the bookies. Andy Reid loved the cookies. Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game. Heroes in blue and white. When I feel depressed, think of Janola undressed. Point won't give up the fight. 
Apple Fox never quits, you can be sure of it. Robinson's long shot, AVP's deep spot, David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup. Andy Sinton's England call, Michael Brown starts a brawl, Peter Crouch eight foot tall, Jürgen Klinsmann's dive. Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision, Howard Webb's bad decision, Raman Vega playing Sega, Sandro's kung fu kick. Eric Torsten looking swell Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Shivers bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We love to win style We've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football story Will echo with glory Lily White and White are they If the budget allows The anchor will be ours Thanks Dave Henson 44 if he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick, his football did the trick He showed the world what's for to do The leading cup we won in 1961 Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain, I get to white hot lane To win in style, we've done it for a while It's better to aim fading high Then our football story will echo with glory